Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Sea Spire cartoon fan podcast. This is episode 392, and today we'll be talking about the Susie and the Babies episodes from Summer Camp Island. I'm GC13. And I'm David. Uh, these were, this was just a sweet trio of episodes, wasn't it? It was a very nice way to end what will be seemingly a not long hiatus for this show. Uh, this Summer Camp Island seems to come on a very regular cadence, which is unusual. I don't know how they achieved it for this show compared to any other Cartoon Network show, but, um, you know, hope. It was very cute to kind of wrap up some of these other characters that we hardly ever see. I definitely forgot Lamb existed. Not Lamb. Lem, who was on the Lamb. Uh, <laughs> I, I kind of forgot that, you know, she, like, has the occasional line in episodes, but you're like, who is that? So it's cute to flush them out, finally this far into the show (laughs) and uh especially you know keeping it all all centered around you know Susie was was cute also we even got a little bit of weird lore stuff with with uh ramona i loved the recurring gag with her eggs and soldiers which i was not familiar with this breakfast before were you no no i was i was not familiar i guess i'm not british enough no, <laughs> there is quite a few strange British jokes in this trio, including uh, the little poor mice in uh, in the fjords <laughs> who had just such chapped portions of their skin. <laughs> and, you know, someone just felt like, ah, yes, of course, these little mice would be from like 15th century Britain <laughs> for some reason. And they sounded more French than British to me. Well, one of them was... Fr- were they all French? Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not, the, I'm not the best with accents, but I same. would figure they're a family, so they would all be from the same place. Maybe, yeah, maybe they're all French. Definitely the tall one who had the, um... I guess they had a pat- dry patchy s- bit of skin on their chest or something. <laughs> it was very yeah. confusing. Papa! Yeah, you're right. Actually, Papa on its own is enough to tell you that they're they're French. I liked the ending of that episode. I, I thought they were going for a completely different moral, um, especially with how supportive Scotty was of Alexa actually needing to take a break. But no, no, the moral was just, no, you're, you're just a small giant. You do small giant things. And Scotty has this gigantic giant who does gigantic giant things. I you know it came together in the absolute last second, though. <laughs> so they're like, Oh, by the way, the lesson is, it takes all kinds, bye. <laughs> like, just <laughs> happens in 10 seconds. But, you know, that's good. They only have so much time in 11 minutes. I mean, I know this is going to shock you, but I loved Scotty's relentless positivity. There she is! <laughs> it's very wholesome that Scotty is not um so dense that she doesn't, you know, that she's still able to see Alexa's, like, problems, right? Like, even though she can't really hear the mice, Occasionally, she does pull out the crazy hearing instrument <laughs> to hear those smaller <laughs> than her. And, you know, she can see and accommodate other people. But, uh, you know, poor Alexa was really trying to be a trooper the whole time, which uh, they they really pull off. Like, I'm thinking Alexa is a kid. She sure is hardy to just be climbing up the actual naked face of this cliff yeah. where she could easily fall and die. That was impressive. Yeah, I mean, they actually play it like, I I feel like, especially the first time I saw it, maybe I was just in a different mental headspace, but I was like, this is horrifying. I would be so scared. But she's like putting herself through this thing anyway, even with these horrible, you know, birds talking her down and, you know, 
Well, they are rude birds, so. Yeah, and also she just gets ditched by the French mouse. Now, I don't know why you're acting like Alexa was unprepared for this. She plays softball. That's what she kept telling herself. Um, (laughs) Apparently softball doesn't teach you everything you need. But no, you brought up the mouse ditching her. And I'm glad you mentioned that because I just loved that line about, you know, the concept of a pickle is completely foreign to giants. (laughs) Good luck. It's like, yeah, Scotty's like, no, I'm going to handle this. Do you want me to tell your loved ones anything (laughs) before I run away? That was like a, that reminded you of Rescue Rangers, right? A a little mouse saying, should I go get help? (laughs) Maybe it was inspiration. Like, I don't know. That's what it made me think of. But no, they didn't bail her out. We started out of order. So I guess, how did you, how did you feel about the first episode? Which I, I think was... (laughs) <laughs> kind of the simplest and sweetest of 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 all three. It's it's a very bare bones plot. Like <laughs> he doesn't get it, does he? <laughs> no, no. That and that was the best part. Like Susie's frustration. Like oh, Oliver, you're supposed to be the smart one. Yeah, all, Oliver's journey to never realizing that he's a monster was was cute. But that's kind of all that happens in that episode. Like it's it's just solidly cute. There's uh, every gag is about Oliver not getting it. So that's kind of where all the jokes are. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I, I kind of enjoyed the tiny outburst club. They have their own little club room with uh, <laughs> the uh, bizarre secret door mechanic that uh, harkens back to how their club was originally founded. Yeah. Gotta gotta pull out the book. I wonder if every book on that shelf functions the same way. <laughs> any, any of the books would have done it. Probably. No, no. Any book would take you to a secret place, but you have to pull the correct book to go to the correct room. Oh, yeah, maybe. It's it's cute that the monsters have um, just developed their own identity on this show that I don't think I've ever heard someone come up with before. Like, they're just these weirdly genteel creatures from Harvard <laughs> who enjoy respectful dialogue. It's a, it's a shame... That Oliver doesn't get it. (laughs) Yeah, and, you know, I I promised three weeks ago when we talked about Oscar and the monsters that I would bring this up now, but if that's, like, just what monsters are like, they're all gentle, intellectual types. You know, they like going to tea rooms, they like playing piano, and they like civil debates. It's like, what was God Monster on about again? I mean... yeah. It's a weird one. Maybe there's just that undercurrent of other types of monsters that they, um, you know, came from at some point. Who knows? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, because to be fair, even God Monster was actually like that. She was just pretending to be like that. But but again, it's like all of the monsters are like this. Nobody has a God Monster in their life demanding that they howl and screech and eat children. So... Like, I can respect that there would be a time when God Monster, someone like God Monster would exist and say, no, no, I know that you think you're a gentle person, but you're actually going to act fierce for me. Right. Uh, Otherwise, we will, you know, social conservative, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, the reality is we've never seen, except for God Monster, a monster like that. And we've seen a lot of monsters. I don't know if we'll ever find out, like... It feels like the type of episode that got written without the full monster lore existing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think they just found a better idea. I mean, to be to be fair, 
uh, a society run by people like God Monster, demanding people act mean even though their nature is nice, is kind of depressing and a little off-brand for Summer Camp Island. I like these monsters that get to be their true selves better. I mean, there are horrible people in this world, as we've seen from, you know, early snapshots of the island's history, like... And Infinity Train. Yeah, I could see an undercurrent of some types of characters being not so cool. Also, like, apparently their world did follow similar, like, political things. <laughs> like, you know, there was still colonialism and um, all sorts of horrible things <laughs> that occurred. Third wave so, pilgrims. Could have could have included um, some not-so-gentle monsters. Who knows? But, you know, that's... I, I mentioned the word retcon. Or maybe I was thinking it. <laughs> yeah, you haven't even mentioned it yet. It's just always on the tongue with the show. But the reason, you know, in this one, I could have sworn, like, the, the Hartford Herald talking about the initiation rituals of the bat video rental place that I forget the name of. But it's like, so wait, they've done this before? The Hartford Herald is very familiar with their initiation rituals? So, again, that in season five, they have a line that indicates that there have been summer camps before. I think it's pretty suspicious. <laughs> it's definitely suspicious. Oh, there better be a there better be a reveal of time travel because I am up the wall. I'm so confused. I, you know, so is Susie. She doesn't know where half the campers are on this island. So <laughs> who knows how many summer camps she's been running? <laughs> yeah, confiding in a total stranger, someone with one pupil way bigger than the other one. <laughs> I I enjoyed that Oscar is becoming like very informed of what's going on in the island and at least two of these episodes he acts as you know someone who's kind of been on the inside of all the crazy things happening you know this whole show so he's like oh yeah i'm pretty sure Susie already knows what everyone's magical identities are you know he's just kind of musing out loud and then uh when mm -hmm. lem comes for help you know, he's already walking through yeah. how you can get a moonstone and sort of like the intricacies of relationships with the moon. Yeah, that was good. I, I, I did love it. He's like, hmm, you know, you, you don't want to don't want to just straight up ask for the moon. Arc. That'd be rude. You see, you, you want to. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, poor Oscar's time freeze pose uh, doesn't stick. No, but why would it? It's Oscar. <laughs> I do. I think Hedgehog smiles, actually. Just on the tad side of awkward. So I'll take that too. Hmm. That uh, Hedgehog kind of had like more of a grimace grin. I had a DMV smile. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We haven't talked much about Lem's uh, journey. Oh. Actually, I, Ramona is a crafty operator. Okay. Yeah. The thing that I think is uh, most speculation fueling in this episode is. They end it by having her sort of reveal that the whole situation was made up and there was no Jabberwock and, you know, she was just being very clever at encouraging Lem to, you know, get back out there and face Susie. But that bunker was very real and I don't think that her entire story was a lie. So I don't know if they'll ever make it more explicit later, but I think this gave us a little look into... Uh, Ramona's life in Frozen Time not being so peaceful, which you know. Yeah, I mean, and there were two beds in that in that bunker. Yeah, what do you think that implies? Just another person? <laughs> no, I just I just had Mildred thoughts, and I'm wondering if Emma mm. is immortal or not. She, I would have assumed that Emma was immortal, but she doesn't have to be immortal. 
that's I don't know. Pretty interesting if that's another place she could be trapped in frozen time. The the fact that her bunker has two beds in it is like she should be in there alone. Yeah, that's an intentional detail. And I don't know what it means. I think that they included that as a hint for the future. We'll uh we'll see where it goes, but I do think the fact that they spent so much time trying to kind of cover their tracks and be like, "Oh, it was just all made up." You know, I don't know what how Ramona solved the issue of the roaming Jabberwocks. Uh, I think they just appear whenever time is more on the fritz. So as long as it's reasonably balanced, I guess they're not really a problem to her. But she also does pretty much just hang out in her house, as far as I can tell. Maybe occasionally tend to the garden. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when when she can, we've uh, found she has difficulty with the gardening. I, I liked that uh, Susie was weirdly accepting of... Lim's having snuck on. She's like, yeah, you know, not having an identity is an identity, too. She only became accepting as soon as it was related that this was about Alexa, her sister. Like, she was furious until she made the, oh, wait, you know, I really want to see my sister Mildred again. So maybe I should have a heart and forgive this person who just wanted to be with her sister, who is a terrible person. But, you know, (laughs) put a new marshmallow on her stick that one time. So (laughs) she's her one and only. Oh my goodness, yeah, the flashback where, like, Alexis is such a, I mean, she's a terrible person. <laughs> this is the classic, you know, at least I have hope that there's many years ahead for them, because this is a very classic older sister is just old enough that she never takes interest in <laughs> her younger sister and never, you know, really plays with her. It's good that Lem can hold on to some good memories, but Oh man, I hope they have better memories ahead of them because that was that was yeah, sad to watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they they probably will. They probably will. They just gotta both grow up a little. Yeah, but you know, fuzzy pink time baby one 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 eight. Now that's an identity. <laughs> yeah, it was not. That would have been a, a different twist if it had been revealed she was actually somehow a time baby. But. <laughs> hmm. I don't, I don't know. She's never brought joy to anyone in the series. I think it'd be a little late for a reveal like that. That would be interesting, though. Right. Ultra Mm. super secret deep twist. Probably not, though. I I think it makes more sense to have. I mean, I'm just (laughs) non-magical people. I'm just waiting for the season six episode where Alexa punches Pepper as hard as she can. (laughs) No, no. Why does Pepper get punched? Because he's a cloud, remember? Oh, right. That's like a whole identity. Wait. Oh, that's that's at least got to be a fan comic. There was that whole acid trip of an episode. You're right. I forgot that it ended up that he's that clouds are one of the magical creatures. What a weird thing. (laughs) You know how some of the things on this Uh. island are sentient, but you're just kind of like, well, it's fine if they get eaten or trampled or torn apart. That's kind of how I thought of clouds. You know, kind of like with the coffee beans. Right, or coffee, yeah, coffee beans more recently. It's not good that Pepper's a cloud. (laughs) They're like the lower life forms. (laughs) To be fair to Alexa, he is the head of a tickle cult, so she's really doing the camp a favor, if you think about it. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of devious stuff going on in this island. (laughs) There is. I, I, I did just enjoy in all of her stories, all of the all the monsters are like, ugh, even, even they're rolling their eyes like, oh, Oliver, Oliver, Oliver. Yeah. 
Um, the, the show will probably end without him ever saying anything. Like, I'm a monster, so. Oh, well. <laughs> My favorite random call-out is that Jim Jam's bowling league sure taught him a lot of important life lessons. Because, of course, <laughs> of course, he was in a bowling league. Like, whatever, whoever Jim Jam's voice actor is, that's got to be one of the best lines he's ever had to deliver. Like, of course, a set of pajamas with a gruffled voice is like, well, you know, <laughs> you gotta give them gutters. Back when I was bowling, you know. Yeah. That, wasn't that the conversation? There was something about this batch of campers. I could have sworn that Susie mentioned something about that. That was another thing that stuck out with the Hartford Herald is already familiar with how the video store does their initiations, and there's a this batch of campers. It's like, did, did Oscar legit change the future? Like, is that what's going on here? Well, we did have another minor... We had another minor note of the future being changed because uh, Susie references her coffee as um, yes, contraband or something. Bootleg. Bootleg, like bootleg yeah. coffee. <laughs> I mean, that's that's too much power in one prime monster. <laughs> I mean, if, if, if we could find a way to get the word monster into legislature or parliament or something, we would need one of those. But unfortunately, we're stuck with a prime monster because that's the only word we can use that kind of sounds like monster. <laughs> It really limits the political systems that are possible. Yep, yep. So yeah, I was I was really happy to have Summer Camp Island Season 5, uh, especially to end on a happy note. I love happy notes. But we're just going to have to look and see how much more we get after Season 6, if we get more after Season 6. Well, and you know, if we're left with any lingering questions, that's just what gives life its fuel, so... That's what I learned. <laughs> they they made sure to include that as a line in case. <laughs> she wasn't spoon-feeding Oliver the philosophy. She was spoon-feeding us. That's right. Which, oh, for an Adventure Time-inspired uh, you know, show, makes a, makes a lot of sense to tell us. <laughs> There's always going to be questions that really keep us chewing on, on, on the show longer than its you know, actual runtime. So that's good. Anyway, guys, that's it for us on Susie and the Babies. Join us next week. Until then, I'm GC13. And I'm David. Don't forget to leave us a review anywhere you listen to podcasts. Later, everybody. Our opening and closing music is by Mark Soto. For more cartoon-related content, please visit LunarCeasefire.com. 